Welcome back to another episode of the Kitman Podcast. My name is Rohan. Thank you guys so much for joining us. If you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to subscribe, leave a like. If you're watching, if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to drop five stars. Helps us out a ton. And as always, I'm joined by some of the greatest minds in Champions League football: Owen, Azam, and Gareth. How are we today? Not too bad. Doing fantastic. Doing good. Can't complain. I mean, I. I... I like to see Madrid lose, and you know they kind yeah. of uh, they kind of turned that around. So, but it's so, okay. It's Made La Liga proud. Liverpool. It's yeah. Liverpool lost. It was it was it was fine. I I found my peace with it. Yeah, yeah. At least at least Liverpool lost. But like I said, we have some of the greatest minds in Champions League football on this episode. So we thought, you know, let's discuss the Champions League. Why not? So we're gonna go ahead give our predictions. I know it's kind of like. Most of the most of the game, most of the first legs have been played. So, kind of going off of that, we're gonna give our predictions for who we think is gonna advance and then who we think might win the the whole entire thing. So, I guess I guess let's kick it off with with, with one of the main ones. The first game from the first leg last week, Bayern PSG, Bayern coming away one nil, but with a red card. Azam, what are your thoughts on that on that tie? Um, I think the first leg was actually, it was kind of how I expected. I actually thought Bayern might win a bit more than what they did, just given how poor PSG's form has been since the World Cup. Now, if this tie had happened, like, pre-World Cup, I actually would have put my horses on PSG. But, uh, you know, they've had injury issues, and uh, Christophe Gauthier's been, you know, tinkering with the formation in ways that I'm not really a big fan of. I know he reverted back to, like, the three at the back with wingbacks against um Byron but they still looked a bit flat I think Neymar was a bit out of it all that being said going into the second leg only one nil down I think PSG really ended the game well as well uh you know I still think there's all to play for Mbappe changed the game when he came on you know I think you just saw what how much he means to PSG how much that threat in behind is because prior to him they really had no threat in behind so Byron was able to play as high of a line as they wanted to um, so him being back would be big. Nuno, Nuno Mendes did get injured this weekend, and I thought he was probably their most dangerous player in the second half. Um, so him, if he can make it back in time, I know there's a few weeks. Uh, it's really all to play for there. It's a tough call. But if I was a betting man, I'd probably go with Bayern in the second leg just because they're at home. But where there's an Mbappe, there's a way. That's fair. I like that. Mm. Gareth, your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, I think... Um with how that uh, that first leg went, uh, at least how it pl- how it played, not necessarily the scoreline, I think PSG will be very happy with that, um, especially the red card to Pavard. Um, Huge. I think if they can get Mbappe backfiring, like uh, as I mentioned, if they can get Nuno Mendes back as well, they'll be two massive players. And we've seen Mbappe absolutely destroy some big teams away from home in the Champions League in the past. So you certainly can't write them off. And... Uh, this is just a gut feeling, but I think PSG are actually going to get through that. Um, I, I, this is assuming Mbappe is back anyway. Um, I think the players they have in defence, especially Upamecano, I think you can catch him in a high line if you've got someone like an Mbappe very easily, which sounds weird because he is like very quick and stuff, right. but I just think he can get caught quite easily. I've, I saw that it during the World Cup, and I've noticed it watching him for, for Bayern as well. So... Yeah, just based off a of pure um, gut feeling, I think PSG will make it through. But it's it's tight. Like it, it's it's a tough one to call. I think obviously Bayern will be the favourites with the advantage, but I think PSG are going to rock up determined. Uh, Mbappe especially is just like he's got another level in in him. He's desperate to win that Champions League. I think so. Um, yeah, I, I I back PSG for that reason. I might drop a really hot take here. Actually, uh, I think that PSG. Neymar got injured this week. If Neymar is out, I think PSG have a better chance of going through. And I'll tell you why. Interesting. Okay. Just because with Neymar out, they're really trying to make MNM work, you know, Messi, Neymar, Mbappe. Mm-hmm. But what happens is with Neymar and Mbappe, who both heavily favor that left side, it's where they naturally want to play. Messi ends up going out to the right wing almost. He's taking up those right half spaces. He doesn't really have the pace these days to sort of play his best game but with one of them out uh this in this case Neymar you start with Messi in the middle often you know he plays off the middle and Mbappe has the freedom of that left wing where he is just a freak of nature 
And so I also thought Neymar was really careless with the ball in the first leg as well. And he's been careless with the ball this season in general. I think he almost like he he wants to do the cool pass, the defense splitting pass, but it's not it almost seems like he doesn't really care where he's at in the pitch, not really having a mind of like if this pass at this position doesn't work out, we are gonna get countered heavily, you know? So I think he, you know, he's just not on his best form right now. And him being out opens the door for Messi playing centrally and Mbappe to have the left flank to just do whatever he wants. And I think they are very dangerous together when that happens. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, it's clearly not working over at PSG. I mean, they're in horrendous form. And what was it? I think even Kimpembe was sent to go speak to the crowd and they still weren't yeah. happy. Um <laughs> With his response. So, yeah, no, I I don't think it's too hot of a take at all. Uh, Owen, your thoughts on the outcome? Yeah, um, you know, I kind of agree with both sides of Gareth and Azam. I think this one's really a toss-up. Uh, I don't know who's going to go through. I find it interesting. I think he's a liability, um, Neymar. Um, but I put Bayern going through. No, 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 go for it, go for it. What were you saying? No, I was going to say that I uh, I don't th- I don't necessarily think he's a liability in and of himself. I do think he's been poor form. I just think that the formation they play, you know, how they can play without him, it sort of just opens up the strengths for Mbappe more so. And I think given the form that Mbappe is in right now, you want to play to his strengths as much as possible. So that's that's kind of yeah, where I'm coming with that. Uh, I think, you know, maybe a younger Neymar or a younger Messi who could kind of own that left wing or that right that right side, it might work a bit better. Um, I also think it's a big reason why Gaultier has transitioned from that three at the back that they were playing because Mbappe was playing very centrally there. But when they play with four at the back, he kind of plays a bit more on the left side, you know, because the wing back isn't taking up that entire flank like he's designed to. Uh, and Mbappe knows himself better than anyone. You know, he knows how good he is on that left wing. So we'll see. It's really tough. The, I think a big problem, though, is people might laugh at me, especially Owen as a Chelsea fan. I think PSG not getting that Ziek deal over the line at the end hurts them a bit, not because of how wildly talented Ziek is. It's just he's a more natural right. He can play more naturally on the right side, allow Messi to play centrally when Neymar's out. Now they're playing like Ekatike on the right, which mm-hmm. doesn't really work in my opinion. He's like a great uh, Di Maria replacement. Like they're very similar. I mean, he's clearly levels below at the moment mm-hmm. than Di Maria, but they're very similar as in the sense like, they want to cut in on the left foot. They want to do the in-swinging cross, um, cutting in from the inside. So, yeah, no, I've gone with Byron though. I think it's going to be tough. The only thing that scares me down that left side for PSG is that combo of Nuno Mendes and then Mbappe. That's a very, very fast com- combination. Mm-hmm. So, I can definitely see that being a problem, but I think I think Byron kind of had this in the bag. I mean, PSG are just out of form. They're not looking good. It's not really working for them, so... I got to go with uh, yeah. Bayern there. Let's move on to the next one. Milan Tottenham. Gareth, <laughs> as a Arsenal fan, you're probably happy to see Tottenham 1-0 down. Yeah, although from what I saw of the game, it looked like Spurs, if anything, were arguably the better team. Mm-hmm. Um, it's This one's another one which is a real toss-up. A lot of these actually are still um, uh, in awesome. in in the balance, you know. Um and this this is one of those. It it could go either way. Tottenham at home can be good, but also then <laughs> we've seen so many times this season how they can just capitulate as well. Um, they're a real kind of on their day kind of team. Um, in my head, I just I don't know when this tie was drawn. I just thought Conte will know how to deal with this Milan team. They're a very Italian team um, in that they've well they aim to have strong defence, good technical midfield, but also good defensively. And then their attackers kind of have different strengths, but they're kind of free to do what they want to do. So Liao is free to have that attacking reign, although a little bit less recently with Pioli doing all sorts of weird ta- attack things tactically. Um, Giroud is there free to just get in the box and find his space, you know. So it's a very traditional Italian team, at how they set up. So I thought Conte will know that and he'll know how to counter it. Um but then, in a way, Spurs kind of set up in a similar way as well. Um, so it, it's it's a weird, really, really weird matchup, um, and another one that I find really hard to call. 
I do think like I, I really want to go like, oh, Tottenham are going to get destroyed. But again, I just I really believe in players being motivated, especially in knockout football. I think it's such a huge determining factor, which is why I went with PSG over Bayern, just because I think they're going to turn up ready. They know what they need to do, and Bayern maybe will be a bit more um, a bit more prone to slip. Lax. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I, f- I feel like Milan, when I've watched them recently, they just really, really don't impress me. So as much as I want to say that I think uh, Spurs will, will go out and, you know, they're 1-0 down again. Um, so I'm going I'm going with the team who are currently down for the second for the second uh, game in a row. You like but a comeback. Yeah, I do like <laughs> a comeback. And I just think those players are going to be. And the fans, you know, when, that, when Tottenham fans actually really care and when they do make noise, that stadium can really get going. And I think it's going to be the kind of atmosphere. And yeah, I just, I don't rate Milan, how they've been. But again, it's similar to PSG. They've got that player in a Rafa Liao who can just change the game on his own. So I'm really split on it. But if I had to go one way, I would back Tottenham. I think Kane will come through. I think, you know, their quality will show. I think uh, across the squad, they've got more quality. So, yeah. I'm going with Milan purely for personal reasons. I, I want Tottenham to lose this leg, get kicked out of the Champions League, <laughs> not make the Champions League for this coming year, then Harry Kane has no excuse not to fucking leave Tottenham because this guy is in literal prison. Like, he needs to get out. He needs to get out. And this way he won't have any excuse. Like, no one, no one, not even Tottenham fans, can blame him for leaving. So, purely personal, but I'm, I'm going Milan. Owen? So you're just you're just playing the savior here. That's what I mean. You get that? Yeah. Is, is it a savior? I don't know if it's you're a tr- you're trying to save Kane. saving Kane, uh, right? I, yeah, I yeah. I guess I'm saving Kane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, th- for me, this one was the most toss up. I think both are just very mid teams at this point. Um, neither are really impressing me, but I think, like Gareth said, a good comeback, one zero down, going to your home stadium get the atmosphere going. Um, realistically, I don't think it's going to matter who wins this one. Um, but because <laughs> yeah. I'm not getting past the next round. I agree. I, I, put ta- I put Tottenham going through. I think for me, Tottenham, I, f- I feel like Tottenham, I've just, I don't want them to go through as much as I don't want them to go through. I think I'm with Gareth here that, I, uh, with Kane, you know, I mean, we saw Sun come on this weekend. He looked pretty good as well, but, you know, who knows with him? He's been sort of bizarre to me this season. He looks better uh, off the bench this season. Yeah, he, he does. When he starts. Agreed. Uh, but if they can get him firing uh, in between these legs again, you know, that's that direct nature. I think uh, with Rafael Leal, Milan always has a way. I think Tottenham, they just... They'll have enough at home to get this one done. I like them going through. Okay, I like that. Yeah, no, definitely, I can see that. Um, should we talk about Club Rouge Benfica, or do we all know like it's gonna go Benfica and Benfica through? Benfica, yeah. Benfica. Benfica. Right. I will okay. say the darling. Mm-hmm. I will say quickly on Benfica. I said yeah. um, during the group stages, I said they were my dark horses. I kind of said because you know everyone was saying Napoli, so I wanted to say just a different team because. I think uh, Napoli were perhaps arguably a little more than Dark Horses by that point. They had destroyed Liverpool and everything. So I said Benfica. Obviously, that was when Enzo, the best midfielder in the world, was still there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Most overrated. <laughs> um, yeah. No, Number one U23 was... player. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, <laughs> no, we got <laughs> Listen to the last podcast if you, if you didn't. Um, yeah, no. With him gone, they're not quite as strong but even so um i still think they've got so much quality in that team and i just i really really believe and i love rafa silva i really believe in him um i, I think he's such a clutch player he can always pop up with a goal and they've got so much, yeah and they've got so many good players there that and it's like as soon as they sell one there seems to be another guy coming through so i'm sure they'll be fine they're going to be tough for whoever they come up against but ultimately they're a team that could go out in the next round. They they could make the semis, and then I can be like, "Well, my dark horse, my dark horse <laughs> team, it came off." Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, we're f- the reason why PSG is in this predicament going into the second leg was because of Benfica, you know, exceeding all expectations. I think you do make a good point. Enzo going 
is big for them because I think he has been a huge part of their success. Just the dynamism that he's brought into the midfield for them, I think. Mm. And his style of play, I think, translates really well to sort of Champions League football. Uh, but, I yeah, I mean, I'm not going to try to make any crazy call here. I, I like Benfica in this tie. Yeah, I mean, also, like, respectfully, Club Bruges are trash. But <laughs> let's move into Dortmund-Chelsea. Only one goal separates Dortmund and Chelsea. And this one's a pretty good game, honestly, mm-hmm. I thought. Um, sad we don't have Owen. He dropped due to his Wi-Fi. Sure. Um, no worries. So Owen. we won't have the Chelsea pr- perspective. <laughs> but we have two Arsenal perspectives. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure that'll that'll be interesting. Uh, Azam, your thoughts? Well, actually, I want to turn this over to Gareth here because as much as I would love to say I've been really watching Bundesliga football a lot, I haven't watched much of Dortmund this yeah, year. Yeah. Have you watched a lot of Dortmund, Gareth? Um, I haven't watched a lot of Bundesliga, but when I have, it's always Dortmund because I they. It's just one of these things from years ago where I'm just like I'm ingrained to to really kind of like Dortmund. I wouldn't say they're my favorite team because I like Leverkusen as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, no Dortmund. I've watched a little bit of them, um, but again, like I say, I have gone off the Bundesliga a little bit. I think they're a little bit kind of. At least when I've watched them anyway, they've been a little bit wishy-washy to me. Like, sometimes sure. they'll be really good, and then sometimes I don't really know what I'm watching. Um, and again, I can't say that I've watched them in depth, um, so I don't want to... I could be wrong on this, you know? But there's just times where I'm like, I don't really get what the tactical plan is. Um, <laughs> so I'm sure yeah, Chelsea I mean, fans feel the same way, though. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the thing. They, they Absolutely. do. Absolutely. If you go watch like the extended highlights, that's what I did because I was watching the other game of Chelsea Dortmund. But if you watch the extended highlights of that, you can see Chelsea had a lot of chances. There mm-hmm. are times in the game where y- you can see Potter's getting his message through. But um, I don't know if you saw Thiago Silva's wife. She liked uh, a tweet that was criticizing yeah. Potter. I think a lot of the senior players, a lot of the more established players, I, I don't believe that players like Thiago Silva who have been there won it all. You know, no, I don't believe that players like that are sitting there and going, yeah, Graham Potter's this world-class manager who I, I can really get behind with how bad it's been going. Um, so I don't think he has the players on board. Um, and I think I can say that now with a little bit of something to actually grab onto from what Thiago Silva's... And, you know, what Thiago Silva's wife um, likes on Twitter doesn't mean that Thiago Silva shares the opinion, yeah. but... You'd imagine they talk, and yeah, <laughs> they. I I would guess that they probably do have a similar opinion. Uh, when it came to like Zinchenko's wife, it was very clear that he wasn't Pep's biggest fan, um, as as a lot of players are, and that was part of the reason why they let him go. Um, so I think these things do hold some weight. But yeah, I think Chelsea, if they can take their chances, they'll win. Um, because again, like I said, I don't think Dortmund are that great either. Um, but then Dortmund have got those players where it's like they can just like win the game in, mm-hmm. in, in a moment. You, a Bellingham can obviously do that. Adeyemi obviously did it in the first leg. Um, so, again, it's a really tough one to call. I will go with Chelsea. I think at home they will take their chances, um, and I think it will just about come off of them. I think as well, they again, I've spoken a lot about um, the, uh, the determination to win, and I think Chelsea, with nothing really else to play for this season, they're going to be going all out for Champions League. But we've got a Chelsea fan back now. Owen? Yes. Yeah. Um, back lucky never left. You know, um, I didn't hear what everybody else said, but I think I'm going to disagree with Gareth. I have been hurt so much recently, um, and I don't <laughs> see that changing anytime soon. So I'm, I'm going with Dortmund. Uh, winning that first leg was great for them. I don't think uh, – oh, man, it's just – That's that's tough. That's tough <laughs> to hear, man. It just, it just hurts, and it hurts, and I get my hopes up every time, and I'm like, it'll turn around, but it, it's not turning around, and it, and it will, and when that is, I don't know, but I, I – I'm going to – I'm gonna give you a give you some optimism or hope. I think this second leg is the match it turns around. I think this is his statement win. That's what I was gonna say. Let's that that's my that's my prediction. I think I think things click this match at home. Champions League tie. You know the players will be up for it, and uh, Chelsea gets a statement win. And who knows? Maybe this is the start of the reign of Graham Potter. Uh, I'm just doing that for you, Owen. I sure hope. What you've got to yeah, what you've got to remember as well. 2012. 
Chelsea were in the absolute pits. Obviously, they did change manager, so maybe you've got to sack Graham Potter and hire some random ex-club legend or something. But it was going badly, and then all turned it, turned it all around, and then you went on to win your first ever Champions League in 2012. Same thing happened in 2021. It was going terribly, managed to turn it around, and then you went on to win. It always seems to happen for Chelsea when you're doing terribly in the league. Could this year be the same? So we're winning. Yeah, winning the could it be? <laughs> that, that is the answer. Uh, so I'm switching my answer. Um, oh. <laughs> no, no. That, they gave me uh, optimism. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, no I, problem, man. I think this is one of those things. Like during the early stages of Mikel Arteta's reign, there was like a run of games where Arsenal would be terrible. Everyone wanted Arteta out. Then he'd win one big game, whether it be like a Europa League knockout stage or something like that, or like an FA Cup knockout stage. And then. He was on good vibes for a little bit. I see this Potter reign going very similar. I, I don't think they're going to fire him before they give him two windows and actually more than a month to implement all his players. So I don't see him being fired, but I see him being held in a better view of public opinion because he wins the second leg of this game and Chelsea advance to the knockouts or to the next stage of the, of the Champions League knockouts. I feel like that'll give a lot of Chelsea, desperate Chelsea fans, a lot of hope. So... I will say the only thing that scares me a bit about this this Chelsea reign because I do I like the fact that they are you know they moved away they're seemingly moving away from the Abramovich you know mm-hmm. in and out managers craziness but some of their recruiting I mean I've I've seen it before just having to bring in this amount of players at once is never easy it just seemed a bit naive for me from Bowley to sort of like you know yeah. look and grab everybody uh, that was almost available mm-hmm. um, and to me like. Like you buy, you buy a Jao Felix, who to me I think is best utilized as a second striker, but you don't really have a proper number nine for him to play off of. And I'm like wondering why nobody said, you know, hey, maybe we already have Havertz who we don't even know. You know, you're just getting a bunch of players who are sort of floating around. Uh, that kind of concerns me, but I think that's on Potter to sort of step up and, you know, be the man. I don't know if he's sort of Bowley's pet right now or if he has his own, you know, license. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. I just wanted to throw that in there because I was talking to my a Chelsea friend of mine recently about that. And that's like, I think you always have patience. But if I was to like sort of worry about something, that's the little thing I'm worried about. No, going I think forward. there was definitely like a, a power struggle, power right going on because you get a new manager and a new owner at the same time. And then owner, owners are, owner owns the manager, so he can't really say anything. So manager or owner gets what he wants, buys mm-hmm. all these players, and it's not working for the system. It's not working. It just doesn't. It's not cohesive. So, I think that first transfer window is just like, I don't know, get faith behind Bully and just see what can be done with the money, who you can yeah. get. Um, but then next transfer window, I'm hoping Potter's going to step up, actually implement the system, and make an, an effective transfer window. Yeah, I see that, for sure. I mean, the thing is, when you spend that much money, you're kind of expected to get instant results so it's kind of working against him in a way but i i agree with you is it's kind of naive it's kind of like on a, on a lower level what nottingham forest essentially did yeah yeah absolutely and basically an absolute new squad except they've I guess got like two new squads two yeah. yeah sorry uh, they've got like two new squads is what he said yeah and it's yeah, like yeah, it's exactly it's interesting, too, because, you know, you not only are you having players who, you know, have to adjust to a new system, they have to adjust to a new league. And, you know, half the starting lineup almost is new. You know, who are you? Who are you turning to for that experience and whatnot? I agree. It was a naive. And I mean, I expected this personally. Like, I didn't expect it to be as, you know, demoralizing to watch at times. But, yeah, I mean, you, we've seen this before. You can't just buy up everyone and get instant results. It might work sometimes, but. If I was a betting man, you know, it, it takes a while. It takes a while. So patience is key, I guess. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna go and buy have one of those transfer windows where you go and buy everyone, it's really paramount that they're players that immediately gel together and immediately suit yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. Um if if they don't, which most of the time they don't, then um it doesn't really work. A lot of Chelsea fans have been pointing to their two thousand and four transfer window where they bought loads of new players. Obviously they went and smashed the league and uh, that's one situation where it can work. You had a new manager who knew what he wanted. Um, he had obviously some v- very good players already, and then just went and got uh, you know a few more players to add into the starting eleven. Some of which he had at Porto as well, mm-hmm. uh, which is remember. big. 
Yeah, so he yeah. knew them and he knew what he wanted to bring uh, in bringing them in. Um, similar to how like when Ten Hag came in, he went, "I need Lissandro Martinez. Go and get him yep. for me, no matter the price." You know, uh, and the same with Anthony. Even though you know that one hasn't quite worked out, um, it's what managers you know need to do. And I don't think Potter's been able to say yet. I want this player. I want that player. And I think I think it's mainly been Bowley who's been doing it. And sure, mm-hmm. Potter probably has. They they'll speak to him about it, but I'm not really seeing these as Potter signings. You know, so yeah. I think in the win in the summer window, they need to say, look, this is the squad you've already got. Now, who do you want to add on- onto this? If they're going to back him, you have to back him specifically. Otherwise, you know, sack him and sign an elite manager. I, I think. I mean, you look at the start of Chelsea's new ownership, which we're we're into right now, and you look at Newcastle. I think did it the right way. It was very pragmatic. Yeah. You know, it was True. very incremental. Um, I think it's just a good case study and, you know, how personally I would like my new ownership to approach, you know, their first window. So, yeah, but this got way off Champions League prediction. So let's get to the big one that 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 was today. A seven goal thriller. Madrid, <laughs> Liverpool, Liverpool first. I think I, I literally have not watched a single minute of football today yet. But from what I was tracking while I was quote-unquote, doing my job, was Liverpool doing going 2-0 up, mm-hmm. Madrid equalizing, and then the second half, it just kind of went to shit for Liverpool. Got to feel for James, who was in the stands for, for this game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> he got to watch a good game. Did he make it home Yeah, that's safe? true. That's true. World-class players. <laughs> he has not messaged in the group chat since then, so someone should probably check him. He's crying. Yeah. Him, we need a sign of life from him. <laughs> Send out the bat signal for James. Yeah, Gareth, your thoughts? Um, yeah, I was mainly watching the Napoli game, uh, but I did have both both games on, so it's kind of like it's kind of getting the highlights as I was focusing on the Napoli game. Um, yeah, they went two 0 up, and I thought, and they were playing really well from what I was oh, yeah. watching as well. And I thought, okay, wow, yeah, you know, they are back. They've had a couple of wins recently, and I thought, you know, they're back, but. So a great goal from Vinny Jr., some defensive mistakes. The midfield is still an ish- issue. Um, and, yeah, it kind of just became the same old Liverpool we've seen all season, really, um, especially in that, that second half. Just Joe Gomez just isn't good enough, unfortunately. Um, some Liverpool fans... There. He used yeah, to be there. Well, I, I don't think he was ever that great. Um, I think it was kind of Van Dijk kind of ca- holding his hand. Um, but he was Who's not added either right now, Van Dyke. Yeah, but Joe, Joe Gwizzy, as I like to call him, he was <laughs> he was not as bad as he is now. Now he, the decisions he makes are just mind-boggling at times. Um, but it wasn't just him. I only pick him out because you know he made a couple today. Allison made an error. Fabinho was poor. Um, by Chetic, is that how you pronounce Fabinho it? Mm-hmm. Um, he has looked promising in in recent games, but today. I mean, you're going up against a Modric, a Kamavinga. It's a very tough thing for a young kid in his Champions League debut to do so. Again, you wouldn't, you don't want to be too harsh on him, but when you're looking at it from the perspective of uh, Liverpool, it's just a, a midfield, especially, and a couple of other players who just aren't all there. You know, on the bright side for them, Salah is really looking closer to being back, not to his best. He's still nowhere near that that level that he he set a couple of years ago, and I don't think he'll reach that again. Um, but he doesn't need to be that to be still be a world class player. You know, he he still has fantastic ability. Um, Darwizzi scored, which is going to be great for his confidence. Beautiful goal. Yeah, and he's making some. I mean, he always makes good runs, but he seems to be yep. like uh, being a bit more intelligent in front of goal uh, recently as well. But again, is that something that's going to continue? Who knows? But a great goal today. So there are positives for Liverpool in terms of like them being like, you know, we did play well for a period of the game, but it fell apart again. I, I would say, look, just you're out of the competition ultimately now. I was, I was going to try and pretend that I was going to back <laughs> Liverpool, but let's just not. Let's not waste time. Nah, they're gone. Uh, yeah, they're hey, I'll never I'll never count out Liverpool. I was a Barca fan going into that yeah. uh, Anfield yeah. leg. So, yeah. you know. I mean, not to bring that up Ist- again. Istanbul but. as well. You can't no, really count them out. Hey, uh, hey, hey we're, let's not turn it into that. Now. <laughs> this team has zero vibes. Though. That's it. That, That's against it. Barca, they at least had some vibes. Like, yeah. Origi. And yeah, it was they Anfield. They had Anfield, Anfield the second leg. Now yeah. they got to go to the Bernabeu. Yeah. I think, exactly. Gareth, you said something. Uh, you said it's the same old Liverpool we've seen this season. But to me, it was also 
the same old Real Madrid. You know, they yeah, yeah. they weather the storm. Uh, I thought they were outplayed in the first half. Uh, but a, an absolutely gorgeous strike from Vinicius. That was world-class, you know. And actually not something that the Madrid fans have sort of been upset with him recently is, has been his ball striking, you know. And uh, that's a good way to put the doubters to bed. But then I think the key was that Allison mistake, not to put it on him, but I think if you're Real Madrid and you've played poorly, you've sort of been, you know, chasing the game, and then all of a sudden you go into halftime tied, it's even. I mean, that this Madrid team, they smell blood. They smell blood. They know when, you know, that to strike, and that second half was phenomenal. And Modric at 37 years old, oh. you know, having the half that he did, especially on uh, Benzema's second goal, you mm. know, where he yeah. pinches the ball and he dribbles all the way up, you know, waits the pass perfectly to Vinicius. And, I mean, assist on Eder Militao's goal as well. It's just Madrid, man. I mean, Liverpool, It's it was not a good time to meet a Madrid team. I mean, I think at this point, Liverpool just owns uh, – Madrid just owns Liverpool in the Champions League. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, they're through. That That's my prediction for this leg. I'm going to go on a limb here and say Madrid are going through. I think prior to this game – I, I don't think I think Liverpool lost the last five before to Madrid. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the streak continues. Owen, your thoughts, Madrid or Liverpool? It's a tough one. Um, you know, Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, like you said, no sugar coated. Liverpool's out. Um, there's probably about like the Fair. two and a half percent uh, that they make it through. But other than that, there are some good signs, as Gareth was saying. But realistically. Uh, there's there's nothing left for them in this competition. True. I didn't get a chance to watch the game, so I'm not going to give any analysis, but I'll just say Madrid because yeah. it's a three-goal <laughs> deficit in the Bernabeu. So, on to the game. Gareth was watching Napoli-Frankfurt. Um, are we all saying Napoli? Saying yeah. Napoli. yeah. Frankfurt. OC men. Frankfurt. There we go, Gareth. <laughs> no, no, I was, I was just saying Frankfurt's uh, best attacking player. <laughs> Uh, Colo Mouani right. got sent off as well, so mm-hmm. that's another thing. I'm going to the second leg in oh, Naples. That's oh, congrats! Um, That'll be yeah, awesome. Cool. Uh, yeah, so I'm really excited for that, and I'm excited that it's you know a two goal lead, and hopefully it'll be a comfortable game. Knowing Spalletti's not going to rest anyone, he's going to act like this is a nil nil because uh, that's what he does. So I still get as to see, he should. You know, yeah, uh, so I still still get to see Cavara and Osimhen and. You know all of that, um, but yeah, I fully expect Napoli to to you know be have another comfortable win in the second leg. To be honest, it's a really weird feeling that I've never ever had watching a team <laughs> I like before. Even this Arsenal team, I'm still so nervous every game because whilst I think we can be fantastic, even in our good performances, there's like moments where it's like mm-hmm. the game could go, the game could go there, and you know it's only when Arsenal are like two goals up where I'll then kind of relax. But Napoli now, I'm I'm barely celebrating goals because like I expect them. Stress. That's how good they've been this season. I think they're the best team in the world, uh, cur- currently. Um, the reason for that is mainly Spalletti. Um, the way he's got this team drilled is just ridiculous. Um, their positioning, um, both offensively and de- defensively, is just uh, mind-boggling, mind-bogglingly good. Um, it's. A real treat being able to watch them because you just watch these players kind of glide in and out of positions, and it genuinely reminds me of like you know the be- the best Barcelona teams. Obviously, n- not the same level of players, um, but I I don't see a team in the world tactically drilled as well as this one is. Um, they can defend in the box as well, and what's crazy is you've got players like um, like uh, Alex Mere in goal. Uh, Di Lorenzo at right back I think is really good but I don't think he's world class by any means but just because of the way this system is designed they p- they're performing at a world class level someone like Lobotka was a squ- squad player last year and he's turned into like p- playing at Perlo levels you know it's it's kind of crazy to see um, and I d- maybe there's a little bit of hyperbole in there but for most players I don't think there is and then obviously the strike duo up top with Kavara and Osimhen is um, one of the best, if not the, the best in the world right now. So Asimhan um, is well on him. He, I think, I don't know how to rank strikers because Kane, Asimhan, Haaland, um, if you want to count Mbappe in that as, as a forward or whatever, I don't know. Um, Benzema, they all, Lewandowski. Lewandowski. Well. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> they all offer different things, but 
what Osimhen offers is like, even Average. if he's not going to score, he's got that uh, drug <laughs> <Inketia. but> quality. <laughs> he's got that drug but quality where he will bully a defense, and I think that is so much more valuable than anything of the other strikers bring. Kane's got amazing uh, link-up playing creativity, and he can get goals as well. But I don't think he'll. I think you'll having Osimhen in the team makes a bigger difference because of how much he does to disrupt the defense. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, I always loved Drogba, even in seasons where he was scoring five goals every game, he would make Chelsea a better team. And Osimhen's got that same quality, but he's lethal in front of goal as well. He's not afraid to shoot from anywhere. He's just, he's ridiculous to watch. And I just sit there watching them in absolute awe. So I actually, I'm actually backing Napoli to win the Champions League. And part of that is just because hey. I'm trying to win it into existence. Yeah. I'm trying to will it into existence, but genuinely, I can't. I don't look at. It would be incredible. Yeah, but I don't look at any team and fear them. I would be nervous if it was a Real Madrid because Napoli are a better team than Real Madrid. But like we were just saying, Real Madrid will just dog it out there and they'll somehow beat you and they'll sniff out um, chances and they'll do everything they have to do to win. You know, but I don't think there's a better team in the world, so I have to be confident against anyone. You know. Um, again, on game day, I would be much more nervous. But yeah, that's just how I see it at the moment. So yeah, I, I'm hopeful Napoli can win. Um, I don't expect it to happen just because I think it's one of these things where uh, the best team doesn't always win these kind of competitions. So yeah. hey, uh, I'll be honest. We'll see, but I'm hopeful. I look at the most informed teams in the world right now, the teams that are playing the best football. They're up there. Uh, most of them are not in the Champions League right now. You know, there's Arsenal, Manchester Barca. United, who I think is playing phenomenal. You know, Barca, there's Arsenal, like you said. And then the only one that's really like in terms of my contenders for like playing the best football that's still in the Champions League is Napoli, you know, which is kind of crazy to say because the Champions League's the showcase of the best football in the world. Uh, so I don't think what Garrett said is, is crazy at all. I'm obviously backing them in this tie. Um, and uh, I back them to go far. If, I, if you told me right now you picked out any team remaining on this list and said they play tomorrow, they play Napoli tomorrow. I like Napoli's odds in almost all of those games. So, mm. you know, yeah, I, I, I agree with Gareth. Yeah. Real Madrid I, and Bayern are the ones I want to avoid um, just because of absolutely. Bayern's, I would say Bayern. press, Bayern, Bayern's press is ridiculous. Um, and Real Madrid, as I've said, they'll just dog it out. It's all about the eyebrow raise. Yep. All right. <laughs> tomorrow the remaining games that we haven't seen yet city leipzig and interporto let's start off with city leipzig what are we thinking owen i'm thinking city i'm gonna back city here um i don't know everything about me just can you guys hear me yeah we're here yep. all, right, all right sorry screen just cut out I don't know, everything for me on this one just kind of screams city, um, but I don't know. This is probably the most of a toss-up. I couldn't really get behind either of them. I, I think it could be a two. I'm thinking a tie for this game, but I'm thinking going through um, is going to be city. I I don't have much much analysis for this. I'll be honest. All <laughs> fair. Um, I, as I said, I haven't watched much of the Bundesliga this year, but I do think that, uh, I, I mean, I'm not going to be crazy here too. I'm going to say city. I like city's chances. Um, I think that, uh, Holland in the league, there's a discussion to be had there. Some people are talking about whether, you know, he's made city, you know, more better or worse, whatever. I think he's made them still, I think it's crazy to say someone who scored that many goals, but I think what city's missed in the Champions League time is when they dominated, they just... The Champions League, we've always said it's a tournament based on moments, and I think Holland also exists on he just takes his moments. And so I think uh, him in the nature, the environment, and the atmosphere that this competition brings, someone like Holland, uh, I think with him in the side, I, I like City going through. And they're probably up there. Uh, I'll wait until we get into the overall discussions later. But, mm. yeah, City. Yeah, so on Haaland, I was, I was literally just thinking, I wonder what his record against Leipzig is. Um, because obviously he did very well in the Bundesliga, loves playing. He, he's perfectly suited to play against that Bundesliga style. Mm -hmm. 
And I think men- mentality-wise, he's perfectly suited to these knockout games, like you said. Um, he, like, he scored a hat-trick, didn't he, on his debut when he was a teenager? Yeah. Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's a freak. Uh, when it comes and he's to been that. lights out in the, the, uh, the Champions League in the group stage already, right? Yeah, he's been yeah. scoring yeah, quite... Yeah, but we played, like... Like FC, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know it counts. He's got he's got his Champions League. That's you know true. he sees that Champions yeah. League night. You know, and he, he's That's ready true. to score a goal. He, thri- he thrives under those lights. Um, but yeah, he's got six goals in four games against Leipzig. So that's not a bad not record. Bad. Not a bad record. Might be one of Holland's worst records in the Bundesliga. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, hang on, hang on. No, that's joint best against any team he's played. Oh, right. fair, fair, fair. I don't know. No, in the Bundesliga at Dortmund, that was. Um, yeah. Um, so it's a very good record, obviously. So it's obviously, uh, and again, they're not the same team they were in those years. Um, different players come in. You make tactical adjustments. They'll be used to playing against Haaland, so maybe they've got something up their sleeve this time. Who knows? But I back him to do something. And obviously, back th- I s- these teams seem to play every year. And City just seem to be like a nice yeah, little 3 0 every year. Every, every time they play. That's what it seems in my head. So, yeah, City to go through. I'm going to say City to go through as well, but I wouldn't be surprised if we fucked this up. Because <laughs> if anyone messes up this draw, it's Manchester City. They just don't fill me with confidence. Azam, what you said is true. Champions League comes down to moments, but if you don't give Holland a moment, he can't produce a moment for you. So if you don't play him over the top, he can't produce a moment for you. If you force him. To kind of be con- constra- constrained, constricted, constricted. Thank you, constricted to the to being like a back post, just relying on his movement in the box. He's not going to give you those moments. But if you play him over the top, if you play through Holland rather than through your team, I think the City could be good for the Champions League. Um, but no, I'm going to go with City as well. Let's move on to the last one, Inter Porto. I'm saying Inter here. Porto don't impress me. Um, about it yeah I'm, I'm, I'm with that i'll go with porto oh you go with porto i like it yeah just spice it up yeah no, just to spice it up okay yeah this is another one which i think is actually really tight um inter uh have been really weird this season because sometimes they'll just play terribly but they'll grind out a win uh sometimes they will play well they're just a really really weird team to me um and Porto, it's one of those like European games. I think they're kind of similar to how Porto always are. I haven't watched uh, very much of them at all. Um, but from what I've gathered, they just seem like that difficult to beat Porto uh, that they always tend to be. So if Inter win, I reckon they'll probably win 2-0 at home and then scrape out a draw away or something or something like that. But I think Porto could do something. So I'm fairly 50-50 on this, but... Yeah, I think even when, when I've watched Inter recently, even when they've played poorly, they tend to just grind out a result. Lautaro Martinez is quietly having a really good season, I think. Um, mm-hmm. You know, World Cup aside. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, he had some clutch moments. You know, it all yeah, counts, right? <laughs> yeah, he, he played his part. Um, but yeah, so I, I'll back them for that reason, but I wouldn't be surprised if Porto did. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll expand on my point real quick. It's just they're playing at the San Siro first so i think just they're gonna win this first leg and then kind of park the bus type of vibe against yeah. porto and porto are a team that comes out defensive anyway so it's just gonna kind of go in milan favor own. yeah i think inter on this one i think playing at home they're gonna go up too and they've been in decent form this february uh so far uh and then porto they just got a couple injuries and a couple other players just in poor form right now so i uh, i think inter is gonna win this one and just hold out on that second leg and over from there. Where? Zom, what you saying? What you seeing there with Porto? Oh, nothing. I just, I just, Inter doesn't really fill me with confidence these days when it like comes down to it, you know. And I feel like Porto, uh, like um, Garrett said, you know, sometimes in these European nights they just show up. You know, they're they're a team that's that seems like they like to surprise. So I'll say I haven't watched much of Porto this season. In Inter, I've watched a bit. It's never really filled me with confidence that much. So, you know, just picking something to change things up. I like it. All right. Now the big question. Who's winning the whole damn thing? Gareth. We know Gareth's pick. Uh, For me, uh, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Manchester City. I'm going to go for it. I think, I think finally, yeah, I think, uh, you know, (laughs) they're going to ride the tide of Holland 
And uh, Pep, I think Pep's got a real big chip on his shoulder this year too. I, mm. I see some, uh, you know, some mean Pep going on. And even like, sure, they drew against Nottingham Forest. So the vibes around them might not be that great, but I thought they played really well against Nottingham Forest, they to be honest. Yeah, I think yeah. it was just an unlucky performance. I see City, which scares me for Arsenal's perspective. I see them building back that momentum and starting to really, you know, play teams off the pitch. And so, you know, I think City's always been a team that's sort of somewhat like petered out in the Champions League almost, but mm-hmm. this might be yeah. the year, given the controversy, given everything surrounding them, that uh, they'll actually turn it on in the Champions League. And um, I think I think they're a motivated squad as well right now. I think they've refound their belief to be competitive again, which I think mm-hmm. Pep was somewhat struggling with at the beginning of the season, and uh, they're going to ride that tide. So we'll see, we'll see. My only reservation with that is I can just see the memes coming in like we bought Holland for the Champions League and still couldn't win the Champions League and now we've lost the Premier League as well. I will say I'd rather win the Champions League than the Premier League at this point, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, I I really like Bayern. I usually don't like Bayern. I usually hate them. I usually say they're going to be one of the first big teams out, but this year I'm not sure what it is. But maybe it's a performance against PSG. Maybe they get a couple favorable draws. And I, I just think it could go their way. Honestly, they have the squad. They have everything there. Um, I think maybe because they got Sadio Mane, honestly, that might be what's moving me. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to go with Bayern. I think Napoli are a, close, are a contender in there. And I think um, – and I think – um, Madrid is the other contender in there. I really don't see City challenge. They just haven't filled me with confidence. Like, I, I agree with you. They played amazing against Nottingham Forest. I don't think they should worry about that performance at all. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure they're... Ex- I mean, Laporte missed, like, a point-blank header, and then it was just unlucky from there. Um, so, so I'm not even... And Holland, too. Yeah, missing Holland, right too. In front of Holland, too. So, I mean, it, it's not like... It's not like they can't score. It's just I think they're going to choke. So... Fair. Owen? Chelsea is Back winning Chelsea? the Champions League. Gar- <laughs> Didn't this guy say he wasn't going through? Gareth changed me up. He got me hyped up. You know, it's, it's history. History repeats itself. Um, but real yeah. talk, no, no, I'm, I'm back in Madrid. Um, Madrid. I, I think, I think like they're just I think from that side uh, of the bracket, I think they'll definitely make it um, to the final. Uh, I, I'm, I'm banking on a Napoli-Madrid final. I think that would be a cool one to see. Um, but, you know, they're just always consistent in Champions League, and they always make it very far. Um, so I, I think they'll just go for the twofer, the two-peat this year. I will say this. If PSG can get past Bayern and return some of their injured players, you know, get back to someone of full strength, I just feel like there's this, like uh... – this aura surrounding Messi right now in like the latter stages of his career where, you know, mm-hmm. I could see, I could see the storyline and narrative happening that way, but you know, on the pitch, not as much, but if I, yeah, it's scripted, right? It's all scripted. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think if they can get back to full strength, you know, start returning like uh, their full back line. So you've got Marquinhos. I think Ramos actually played phenomenally well in the yeah, first yeah. leg wow. against Bayern. Um, Kimpembe getting back to full fitness Hakimi, Mendez, and then you've got, you know, I like I like plenty of players in PSG's midfield too, even though, even though I do think that's a problem era. You know, you've mm. got, uh, you know, Vitinho I think has been really good. He If he recovers his form as well, because he was amazing in the first half of the season, not so much recently. And then you've got, you know, Messi, and then, in my opinion, the best player in the world, and Mbappe. There's always a way. So if they can get past that hurdle in Bayern and, you know, get back to full strength, there's someone to watch out for as well. They yeah have the star power to do it but i just think messi's on vibes right now like he's <laughs> won everything there is to win yeah. like he has nothing left so and i think one of the hardest things to do is to keep that same fire and same hunger because you can never really recreate that same passion as when you first won it i mean he had the passion for the world cup it was his last chance the narrative was there and he did it i the, what what champions league is this going to be for him his fourth Fifth, I which Fifth? I think, but he hasn't won it in a long time. He hasn't mm. won it since what 2015, um, yeah. Yeah. and so I think I think that I mean that that's going to be a mo- big a big motivating yeah. factor for him as well. You know, it's been eight years, so that's fair. And to do it be uh, Paris's first uh, yep. Champions League victory, I think is is another thing. It's something that Mbappe is very driven for as well. Yes, it's and again, it's the reason why Neymar went so. 
they've got a lot of players there, and like a guy like Marquinhos has been there for uh, for his entire career, as far as I'm aware. Um, Verratti as well would be desperate for it. Um, Ramos would love to have one last dance. You know, there's so many players there who have their their own narratives, their own motivations as well as for the team, which could be an issue that you know because it, it is that thing with PSG. They've got a lot of individuals. Are they ever going to be a team? Like that's always the question around them. Some games they look amazing as a team, and then others you can just see it's it's the individuals carrying them. Um, so it's tough to see. I'm going to change my actual prediction because I remembered a thought I had um, a while ago in regards to Napoli. I have this vision, right? And I hope I'm wrong. I hope they just win it. But I have this vision that they're going to get to the final and then the players will step out and they'll be like, wow, this is amazing. We're in the Champions League final and they'll come up against like a Madrid or a Bayern, a team that's been there, done that, players that have been there, done that, won everything. Um, and they will just, the occasion will get the better of them, I think. I think that's, yeah. and genuinely, it's not the opponents that like have, have me questioning it. It's that, that's the only thing I think. They, this, they're, elite winning mentality needs to be broken for them to lose a game I think um, and yeah and I, I saw at the end of last season um, a lot of the squad was the same even though there are players who've come in um, but there was that whole narrative of Napoli are these these bottlers they always let it, let it go at the final hurdle they're a romantic team um, but they're not one that, that ever wins and that's why Maradona's so big there because he made them believe and then he actually delivered on that belief as well um, I hope this team can do that. Uh, they'll do it in the league. Um, so maybe they'll just be like full of confidence and like nothing will phase them. But it's like that thing when you come into like a World Cup final, I think you saw it with Croatia where they kind of just crumbled under the occasion. And it's nothing to be massively ashamed of. I think it's just something that like you need. Uh, oh, I, I agree with you though. I could see a situation where they get to the final and like, yeah. They're snatching at chances, you know, they're they're playing a yeah. little rushed and you know, and all of a sudden if they're against a team with a lot of European pedigree, they they snatch a goal and then all Real of a sudden Madrid you know, would be my worst nightmare. Yeah. Was it Owen I you know. said that you wanted to see that or someone else? Uh, yeah, Owen did. Yeah, Madrid and yeah. Napoli. It would be a great final. But um oh that would be the one I'd least least like. Because at least any other any other team like uh, well they're the champions aren't they but any other team you can kind of be like well maybe maybe Real Madrid in the Champions League I always bet against them and I'm always wrong for it. Yeah. Uh, where where did it cut out, Rohan? Right. So does this software only do an hour? Does this software only do an hour? Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. It's been it's been a while. I'm glad I was able to yeah, hop me back too. on. Yeah. Me too, for sure. Peace. Yep. Bye. Have a good one.